Blog Talk Radio.
Oh, my Lord, goodness gracious, hallelujah, and all the good stuff that you enjoy, and so do I. This is King Teasdale, also known as King Obadele, from the Facebook page, King Obadele, the Oracle. And I am your host for King's Philosophy, presenting, Behold, I Make All Things New. It is a scriptural reference of which have yet to fully relate to the fullness of it because they've been played with in regards to their emotions. They've been played with in regards to what the truth is within their hearts and what the spirit is truly saying to them, to each of us, the level, because there is no separation. With me tonight is my beloved, Arlene Kahet, who is a spiritual healer who will open the lines to bring forth the Lord's Prayer, from its original language, Aramaic, that is brought to us by one of our beloved friends, Thomas Shalom Walker, of which she will give us the details of that. And after such, she will, well, first of all, she's going to introduce herself, and then she's going to introduce (laughs) Thomas. (laughs) And then we'll go into that prayer. (laughs) Arlene, if you would. Okay. Yes, good evening, good evening everyone Um, Okay, so this is the Lord's Prayer saying in Aramaic By Thomas Shalab Walker uh, Who is a friend of mine And so uh, if, you know, you have any questions, King After we get back, I will answer them for you Alrighty? Alrighty Uh
from what Thomas shared with me is okay he is he's also in addition to you know being a wonderful singer he's also a follower of Dr. Gibson and one of the things that Dr. Gibson talks about is actually learning uh, the prayers um, in their original state their original form because you know of course you know many of you may already know this but in the the language of the Bible, the initial language of the Bible, is not English, and so Dr. Gibson talks about the power of reading or being able to say prayers in their original form because of the power that the language actually has. So, so anyway, what Thomas shared with me was that. With both the Anabakoa and the Lord's Prayer, uh, he got downloaded with the information about how it needed to sound, how, um, you know, what he needed to, to say, the rhythm, the music, all of it just sort of culminated and came together. And so he went ahead and recorded both, uh, both prayers, uh, Actually, there's another prayer that he that he hasn't shared with us, but that one is just extremely long. But that aside, uh, that is how it came. It came uh, that he actually did his particular renditions of both the Anabakoa and the Lord's Prayer. Now, when I first heard the Anabakoa prayer, I was just so taken with it. And of course, we we um, the me and the original partners uh, for this network, um, we. Uh, when when I heard the prayer, I decided that for my show, show specifically, Healing Paradigms, that I wanted to play his prayer. So I did reach out to him, and he so graciously said yes. And I am, you know, I'm I'm very very appreciative and very grateful for um, for his sharing. With us, and I've I've also played like one other song on here by him, but but that is how we came to have this version of the Lord's Prayer. Okay, thank you so very much, people. Mm-hmm. I want you all to understand that um, one of the primary reasons why I brought this program, this particular show, to the table is by divine inspiration. What I do is led by the spirit of the Most High God because I am a servant to the Most High God. And we all are if we choose to be that. But a lot of people are on the fence 
and they have not made a decision as to whom they serve. And so they are in the mist, M-I-S-T, of believing that they're serving themselves when in actuality there is no separation and all is one. And one is all. The clarity and understanding that is knowing that there is only one source of creation. And from that source of creation, there is a purification, a reconciliation. That is processing all of which we are experiencing now. One of the primary reasons why this show has come together, Behold, I Make All Things Brand New, is to have people come to understand that the creator of all existence is always moving forward for expansion and full expression of the energy and the vibration that is the manifestation of all there is and all that is to come. Unfortunately, we have been in the illusion of believing change is a factor that has little to no importance. When I say say that, what I'm explaining is there are things that are tradition. There are things that people will hold on to because they're familiar with it. And it becomes old. It becomes ineffective and it starts to crumble and they have an attachment to these things that are crumbling in their lives which brings them to a place of a distress and a frustration because they are not accepting the reality that the only constant of life is change for all things change. Everything must change. Nothing stays the same. So, um, we're going to have Arlene put her phone on mute for now, and I will go into the program we are discussing tonight, which is a story about resistance and how indolence and insolence play their role within the whole scheme of things. You see, you are not who you think you are. But if exposed long enough, your mind can become conditioned to make you believe you can say that again. You see, you are not who you think you are. I paused there because I want that to marinate in your consciousness. 
a lot of people believe that we are human. And we are those who have allowed wisdom to come inside of their awareness to bring to their attention that we all have life. And when life leaves the human body, that human form remains plain as a entity, an element of what once was. But that which brings animation to the human form has left the body and has gone someplace else. That energy is known as your spirit or some people say your soul. So we find then the laws of science that energy does not dissipate but only recreates in another time and space. So you, in essence, you are a spiritual being having a human experience for you have come from a place and have energized a physical manifestation here on this plane in this earth that has developed and grown to become what you are now. But what you are now will move from its, let us shell, into the another dimension which detaches you from your human fleshly existence that you know now and sends you into a place that you have yet to come to understand. So when I say you are not who you think you are, that's what I'm referring to. But as I have been doing meditation and talking with the Spirit of the Most High, I've come to understand that the human mentality can be conditioned to accept or reject. As an example, let us just throw it out there. The person who decided to take weaponry and open fire on a group of people in Las Vegas had developed a condition of his mind or let us say even has allowed that his mind to be influenced to perform this act. For whatever time frame it was that brought him to this space it was brought forth from an exposure to something that allowed him to collect the weapons that he did, to devise the scheme that he put together, to manifest that activity that caused 
such turmoil amongst the people. So that's why when I say if exposed long enough, your mind can become conditioned to make you believe you can be or become anything. So with that example, whatever happened to him made him believe that he could become a murderer. But that's on the negative side of the expression. If your mind is conditioned to believe that you can become a greater experience of value to humanity, expose yourself long enough to motivational videos, expressions of positivity, you will become what you think. We'll get involved in that a little deeper, a little later. But the program is called Behold, I Make All Things New. We're going to do this as a series. We're going to start at Monday, I'm sorry, Sunday at 9 o'clock. We've decided that's going to be the program start time. And as I read from the scripture, this statement, I want you to understand that that have happened traditionally, that people have clung to, that no longer serves us. Tradition, rituals, practices that are now outdated and that needs to be revamped. A lot of people feel this way in regards to some of the practices of the modern-day church. Some people feel this way in regards to the practices of certain mosques, certain uh, rituals that are culturally based. But I want to read this scripture to you, which opened up my consciousness to a deeper understanding. And it is from Isaiah 30. I'm sorry, Isaiah 43, verse 18, and the Bible really has in it that will enlighten you, that will bring you to a higher level of consciousness. They're going to tell you the stuff that is going to keep you in a vibration that they can, I guess, maintain a familiar familiarity with because if it gets too deep for some people who are in the Bible and who do contact the Spirit of God, then they get in a place of which they don't quite understand what's going on and then they feel as if they don't have any control. But the scripture goes as follows. And I read it last week, so you can always go back and get more of these programs later. And the program goes like this. It says, do not remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. 
Now it springs forth. And know it, and will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, think about that. The wilderness is a place that has no path. If you've ever been into a thicket, carve a path in order to get through it. When you think of a desert, the desert has no water. So how can there be rivers in a desert? But we are talking about a God that can make manifest out of nothing, something extraordinary. And that's what he's done with you and me. So when I look at this scripture and it says, behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you even know it? And will you not give heed to it? When I listen to that section right there, I think about the birth of a, a child. When you think about that, I mean, think deeply about it. That process occurred from the union of two people coming together. Those two people who came together had an experience. Tiny cells came together in the union of these two energies, this man and this woman. And within this woman, this one cell received the cell of this male entity. And when that cell entered into the egg of the woman, that two cells became one. One cell, that one cell, then ignited a spark of manifestation that made that cell develop from the one to become two, and the two became four, and the four became eight, and the eight became 16, and it continued to expand to the point of which a child was formed within the mother's womb. Time continued to move forward. That manifestation of that expansion and the expression of those two people who came together brought forth a fetus that developed and came forth and was born into this realm that we know as Earth. So that union gave birth to a child. That child develops and grows to become who you are right now. And all of this is through the energy of spirit. That energy earlier that once you leave your body, that spirit, that energy goes from here back to once it came. When I do libation oftentimes, I say energy we are and to energy we return when we depart from this which returns to dust. I bring this forth as I read this scripture here because of the depth of this reality. Because we do not perceive 
the simplest things that we see every day. Children are being born every day. Children are being conceived every day. And people have yet not perceived and know it and will not take heed to understanding that divine operation is always for expansion and full expression. This means the production of something beyond what has gone before, something entirely new, not included in the past experience, but proceeding out of it by an orderly sequence who was the only student to judge Thomas Troward, who is a metaphysician that very few people know anything about. But the depth of what he had to share, very few can even grasp. So as we move forward in explaining why we are here, we are touching today a topic about resistance and how indolence and insolence play their role within this whole scheme of things. When I talk about resistance, I'm going to take you to a story that you may have heard me say it before, but people don't grasp the depth of what this is all about. In the book of Revelation, there is a story that speaks of a war in heaven. This war occurred before the earth even was mentioned in the scripture. We hear of the earth being mentioned in the scripture in the book of Genesis when it says in the beginning was the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness covered the surface of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters. That's what we capture in the first book of the Bible, Genesis. But in the last book of the Bible, we find in the, I believe it's the 20th chapter, a story of a war in heaven against this entity known as the devil and a great dragon who warred against a mighty archangel a chief angel known as Michael. Michael won the battle in heaven and cast the devil and the dragon out of heaven along with a third of the heavenly host. Now, the devil, as is expressed in Revelation, is also understood to have been the one known as Lucifer, which is understood to have been an archangel of light taken from the archangel Lucifer when he was cast into the darkness. The archangel at that time was given authority over a portion of the heavenly host. The heavenly host of which this archangel was given authority over had to have charge over this third of the angelic host. And having charge over this third of the angelic host, 
everything under his authority had to be in obedience to his authority. Now, follow me carefully with this. Everything that was in subjection to the authority of the devil and the dragon, to the devil and the dragon. And when this is excised from heaven and cast out into darkness, the light was taken away from them, and they were cast into the darkness. And they were conditioned not only by the influence of the darkness, but of the devil and this dragon. For a long period of time, we have no idea what that time frame was. But what we do know is that when the time came for Genesis to say, let there be light, there had to have been an extensive period of time that had gone forth. The extensiveness of this time frame could have been millions of years. We are unable to detect what that is, but we do know this. When exposed long enough, your mind can become conditioned to make you believe your experience is real and there is no change in that experience. That's not the way God operates. That's the way the devil operates. If one may say there is a devil, which I'm not saying it is or it's not, because I don't want to mess up your consciousness of understanding that there is no separation. What I'm trying to help you understand is that all things are brand new. So we're going to go deeper into that aspect because I'm going to throw it out there, okay, straight up. My belief is this. All of those angels still belong to God, belong to the devil. And all of those angels that was connected to God who was in heaven did not choose what this devil had chosen, but they had to be in submission to the authority over them. Now, get this. When we look at all the creation and everything in it, the stars have their place in the sky. The sun rises at a certain time and it sets at a certain time. The planets and everything in the universe has its order of which it must maintain and its balance. And it's been doing this for thousands upon millions of years. It has no choice as to what it's doing. Now, follow me with this. It has no choice in what it's doing because it is following the ordered steps of divine law that was put in place by the one who brought all things into being. Now, when we deal with the recognition of understanding that nothing in the universe 
but man. Think about that. We are in a peculiar place when it comes to our purpose here. We are the ones now making a decision as to whether we are going to be in obedience or we are going to be in disobedience. That's why the program tonight is called Resistance and how indolence and insolence play their role within the whole scheme of things. You see, indolence is laziness in a, in, in a nutshell. It's like somebody avoiding to do work. I ain't doing it. I just don't feel like it. Whatever. That type of mentality. Now, combine that with insolence. Insolence is insult to injury, if you will. It is that aspect of arrogance to the highest form. Like, let's say, for example, somebody who's, who's really in their ego, and it's just like super blown up, and their ego is so thick to where they are just downright conceited. You can't tell them anything. Their insolence is so thick to where they think they have more intelligence than anything and everybody, everywhere around them. And they make you sick. Insolence is an aspect that is really, really ugly. And I kind of see that as what was going on in the heavenly realm. You see, is is boldly disrespectful, you know, in speech and arrogance and behavior. It's like a total disregard to the authority, to, to the ruling forces. This is what that story about the devil being cast out of heaven is supposed to be all about. He wanted to be God because he was like, nah, you don't have to have all of that story goes. Now, Everybody can tell their story. I'm telling mine. And this is the way it came to me. Now, it's up to you as to whether you wish to choose to believe it or not. I'm not forcing a thing on you. But what I do know is that I can't stop doing what I need to do. And the reason why I came to this place about a story about resistance is because I've been living my life pretty well as a healthy individual. For some time. And I started writing a book called The Divine Royalty to Conquer Darkness. I've been working on this book ever since 2013, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't 2012. But there's a resistance that's holding me back from actually getting this book finished. And I don't understand exactly what that's all about. But I'm going to share this with you, family. My doctor told me that they had drawn some blood from me, and they said that in my blood there was a prostate-specific antigen that had suddenly increased in its level from a 4 to a 24. And they don't understand exactly what that was all about. They figured 
You've been a healthy fella for such a long time. It's probably nothing to worry about. Let's go get it checked out. Well, tonight I'm going to reveal to you people that tell me that my prostate has cancer in it. I'm still in the process of figuring out what this is all about. But I trust in God, and I know that God is real. So when I think about this cancer aspect, I think about a renegade cell. We talked about the cell of the body earlier and how the human came to form from one cell, okay, because the two cells that came together in the, in the female came together to become one cell. And that one cell started to expand to become who you are today. Now, get this. That one cell started from one place. That one made the whole of who you are. Everything falls in alignment with the original plan of who you are. If a cell decides to go renegade and do what it chooses to do on its own accord, that's what develops the cancer in the body because that cell has decided to take its own course. When we look back into the Bible and we look at this story about what happened in heaven, that's what the devil pretty much did. He did the same thing. He did the exact same thing that the cell in the body does when it turns into a cancer. Now, what was, this was brought to mind when my wife said to me, Oftentimes, whenever an illness occurs, it's because of a physical activity or action that has either taken place or is not taking place. Now, I've been sitting on this book for, this is 2017, if we're talking about 2013, 2012, we're almost talking five years, and I haven't let this book release. I sit on my prostate. And so whatever this resistance is, it's got things blocked up in such a way to where there is a very strong possibility, it just seems to be the correlation to me, that this could be what this is all about. I could be speculating. There's no doubt in my mind about it. I'm not going to say whether it is or it ain't, but I'm just throwing it out because I like being transparent because I don't like holding back on anything, especially when I can get some help from other people. So as we have stated previously, you can always get in touch with us um, on our uh, Facebook page, which Arlene is going to share with us um, that information. At this particular time, as we go into a a song, because I ran off at the mouth for I don't even know how long, <laughs> but I think I kind of threw everything out there so that you guys can kind of see where we are with what's going on, because I know last week we talked about going into the story about um, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And I pretty much touched base on something similar to that because the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness, discussion that I just kind of brought up when we looked at the heavenly host and we looked at that third of heaven being cast to the earth and they were in the darkness for such a long period of time. Now, we are going to take a break.
What do I want, please? I want, before we, actually, before we play that, let me see if I can do this one thing. I'm going to do this particular poem because I want you guys, oh, let me see if it's going to come up. Okay, it's not going to come up right now, but we're going to bring it up soon so that I can read it to you. Um, let us play Everybody Needs Love by Marvin Gaye. Either that or Earth, Wind, and Fire's Evil. <laughs> evil might even be the better song. What you think, Arlene? I like that one. Okay. I like that one better. Okay.
Yes, yes, yes. Must I remind you, you were born in the dark, shaped by the dark, molded by the dark. We can fight our way back into the light. So I say rage, rage, rage against the dying of the light. Do not go gentle into that good night. There was a poem written by Maria, Rainer Maria Relke, and it goes like this. You, darkness that I come from, I love you more than all the fires that fence in the world. For the fire makes a circle of light for everyone, and then no one outside learns of you. But the darkness pulls in everything, shapes and fires, animals, and myself. How easily it gathers them, powers, and people. And it is possible a great presence is moving near me. I have faith in nights. So, what do you do when you fall down? Stuff I'm saying. You get back up. Not just for the sake of getting back up, but for the sake of knowing the might to fight is your right to get back up. Because with that, we have been given the authority to fight our way back into the light. Allow your pain to take you to the next level of your greatness. You were, no, you are built for this. So, Arlene, um, I think we're supposed to only be doing this for an hour. <laughs> but I think I got off. <laughs> So we okay. want to open well, up the line you know, for anybody to... who may want to have any questions or wants to make any comments. And I do want you to share with the, the, the family um, who may listen to this offline um, how they can reach us or send any questions in. Okay? Okay. So if anybody wants to reach us offline, they can give us a, a, send an email to familyhealingcircle at gmail.com. That's Family Healing Circle at Gmail dot com and all you have to and that's Family Healing Circle, um, you know, all run together. There there's no spaces or anything, or they can reach out to us on Facebook at Divine Inspiration Network. But if uh, if there are any questions or any comments or concerns or anything that they want to share all you have to do is press the number one and we will bring you on the line um but you know i i I find it interesting that you did uh uh quote rainer maria rilke because that uh my favorite quote by him um actually comes from uh, letters um Letters to a Young Poet, and it's it's uh, related to what we've been talking about. Do you do you want me to share, King? Yes, 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 please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it goes like this. So, 
How should we be able to forget those ancient myths that are at the beginning of all peoples? The myths about dragons at the last moment turned into princesses. Perhaps all the dragons of our lives are princesses who are only waiting to see us, once beautiful and brave. Perhaps everything terrible in its deepest being is something helpless that wants help from us. So you must not be frightened if a sadness rises up before you larger than any you've ever seen. If a restiveness like light and cloud shadows passes over your hands and over all you do, you must think that something is happening to you, that life has not forgotten you, that it holds you in its hands. It will not let you fall. Why do you not want to shut out of your life any uneasiness or miseries or any depressions? For after all, you do not know what works these conditions are doing inside of you. So it it is related to what you've been talking about where things have can manifest forward. But the things that are manifesting in your experience are moved to push you forward to move you to push forward to a life of service to the creator as well as leading a more, more fulfilling life, you know, as you know it. Um, I recently came across a um, a post that that was talking about fear and how fear itself will keep you in a cocoon. Uh, and I think that oftentimes that life in and of itself will start moving on you so that you can start moving out of that cocoon. So, you know, um, and the, and the person who wrote this was uh, Kathy Gibson, and, and she says, for a caterpillar to become a butterfly, it must trust the process to let go of what it is uh, to become something greater. Now, on your spiritual journey, you must trust the process and have faith that the path you now walk will lead you to become something greater, uh, and that something greater, and in her definition, is your divine self. So everything that you're experiencing right now, you know, uh, whatever challenges that you may you may have, whatever illnesses that you are experiencing, are designed to get you in that place of being greater than you even imagine yourself to be. And what is required is for you to, you yourself to get on board with that. And I'm complete. Well, I, I thank you for that. That That is very, very powerful and quite inspirational for me, um, knowing that my, my father actually had prostate cancer and um, my grandfather on my mother's side of the family actually had a tumor that um, metastasized within his, his, his head. And my father also had a golf-sized um, tumor that was growing inside of his head because I understand the cancer that was in him actually moved from one place to the other. Um, and so for me to get this prognosis that there is cancer within my prostate, I I kind of feel like the the neo 
of the, the matrix in the sense that when he came to the the architect, the architect showed him this big wall where there were several Neos before him who didn't make it. There were things that they thought that they were on the right path of, but they just didn't continue the course in order to accomplish what needed to be done. And But this was the first one that actually made it to the place to where the architect was. And Neo had to figure out exactly what to do in order to move things forward. So I'm grateful because I'm not feeling the fear that I think would normally um, capture a person when there's a diagnosis of something unusual occurring in their body because I'm trusting in the Lord. You know, I'm trusting in God. I'm trusting in infinite intelligence. I'm trusting in the universe is stepping forward to allow me to enter into a place of a greatness that has yet to be achieved. Like I said, um, divine operation is always for expansion and full expression. And this means the production of something entirely new, something beyond what has gone before, something not included in the past experiences, but proceeding out of it by an orderly sequence of growth. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much for your sharing. Um, we have the lines available for those who may wish to chime in at any time. Feel free to do so if you like. I think um, what we're going to do is have this program designed for an hour on Sunday night. I do know that I have the Blog Talk Radio program on the fourth Thursday of every month called King's Philosophy is Love. And I will continue that program. Um, the remainder of this month, we will continue to come back on the line with this program, Behold, I Make All Things New, as a series. We will continue with this series at least for the remainder of this month on Sunday at 9 p.m. And I think we will readjust that schedule, but with the information that you received earlier about um, contacting us, uh, feel free to use it if by chance you have any suggestions. I believe she said it was familyhealingcircle at gmail.com or you can contact us on Facebook at the Divine Inspiration Network. Um, and seeing that there's other things that need to be done during the course of the week, until the week is beginning, we are probably going to go ahead and close out this program tonight. Uh, once again, we do have the lines available. Um, I think you press the one on your keypad to raise your hand, as one may say. Uh, Going once. Yeah, <laughs> open the line. <laughs> Going I twice. I hope that we have shared something that will resonate with your spirit and move you forward, and that which is to bring you the greater good of your life's experience. Um, we thank you so much for sharing and being a part of this experience that we have. Okay. Uh, also, this coming Monday, we're actually going to rebroadcast um, the Sacred Masculine Show, which was 
hosted by Reverend Jamel Gilliam. Uh, Later this month, we were planning on actually having him on the air to talk about the sacred masculine and and his brand and his ministry. Because this guy, for the most part, um, I shared with him about a few weeks ago when I decided to bring him on. Uh, He attracts men like flies, men who are looking to... um, change their experience to develop a deeper connection with the divine or just um or you know share with them uh and young boys uh about manhood and so that they can have uh a holistic life um so that they're better with their families so that they're better with their community and the world at large and to also bring in a different type of voice um about um male energy and masculinity and what that means and instead of what you may find in mainstream media um where <laughs> well we won't get into that we already know what it is that the mainstream media you know, perpetuates about men. But that's going to be airing tomorrow at 7 p.m. And you're only going to be, so don't call them, but you can go ahead and listen in online. And, you know, honey, is there any particular song that you want us to end with today? Yeah, let's let's end with Marvin Gaye's Everybody Needs Love because that's for real people. That is some really, that's some real, I'll tell you they are. Everybody needs love. And Marvin expresses it so well. All right. So we love you. We bless you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you. And we know that wherever you are, God is. Ashe, Ashe. See those flowers. They need love. See the blue. The baby, they need love. All got to. i